Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. How's it, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Command Zone. We're back with more coverage of Commander 2018. I'm your host, Josh Lee Kwai. And I'm DJ. And uh, we are finally at the last of the four decks for this year. It's Aminatu, the Esper deck. Everything has been looking so good. Yeah. I'm so excited. I mean, it's Commander Christmas. We've got a lot of new toys to play with here. This deck looks super, super interesting. The text box on this planeswalker, on this planeswalker, you kind of have to read a couple of times to figure out like what might be going on. Then I'll let you read it. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't have the large one in front of us here, so I'm going to have to read it. Before we do the deck breakdown and talk about everything like we've been talking about with the other decks, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. If you use that affiliate link when you order the cards we're going to talk about today or this entire deck, you can pre-order right now at Card Kingdom. You really are supporting this show, Game Nights, and all of our content. We really do appreciate it. And while you're there, as with every other of the Planeswalker Commanders, Ultra Pro has the theme deck boxes, the playmats, the sleeves that go along with this commander. In fact, these ones are super creepy because Aminatu is like this scary little girl. Look at this playmat. It's haunting. It's haunting. Yeah, hold it up. Hold it up so they can check it out. So Do you want to intimidate your the people at the them, commander creep tables? Them out? Just literally, what you need to do is not have the girl facing towards you. Just face it towards your opponents. <laughs> when you play, and be like, "Oh, Minato's watching you. Her butterflies." You are just coming. whisper everything you say. <laughs> oh, Minato, I draw a card. I cast a spell. Yeah, not scary. I like the at look all. of these things flying around her too. It looks. <laughs> she looks really cool. Ultra Pro just has the best stuff. When they print things on a playmat, it just looks be looks better than when everybody else does. They are really are the best. And you can find their stuff at Card Kingdom or at your local gaming store uh, all over the world. And they also make these cool scrolls. You can see back behind DJ's shoulder, the Knights of New Banalia scroll. There's all kinds of different ones that they're coming out with now. You might have seen the Nicol Bolas one on Game Nights. So if you want something cool to hang on the wall in your game room or your Game Night studio, go ahead and check out Ultra Pro stuff. And the final way to support the show is directly at, if you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you can contribute right to us and help us continue to make the content you love. In fact, we call out one lucky patron every single episode, and this episode is dedicated to 
Juan Ochoa. Juan, you rock. I wonder if Juan's related to David Ochoa. That's a that'd be cool. That's a magic pro, right? That'd be cool. Okay. We'll never know. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. You can always ask Juan. We could know very easily. Juan, are you related <laughs> to David Ochoa? Let us know. Okay. On to the main topic. We're on to the last deck. It is the Esper deck with Aminatu, the Fate Shifter. I always want to say Fate Stitcher when I say that because one of my favorite cards. Um, so just a disclaimer about yeah. about these kinds of decks. We're talking about a quick upgrade, about 10 cards going in and going out. So we can actually play this pre-con. One thing we always like is to pull the deck straight out and start playing it. And then maybe if we want to keep playing it, change out a few cards. And so the way that we do that is by analyzing the deck, figuring out what it's good at, what the commanders do, and really get you playing the deck as fast as possible. Right, exactly. It's just quick upgrade. It's not like a from the ground up type of thing. And for this exercise, as with the others, we're not really going to talk about the mana base. It's mostly fine. You can upgrade it for sure. But if you run the mana base as it is straight out of the box, the deck's going to play. And we're also going to consider budget maybe a little bit more than we do for our average sort of deck review on the show. We're going to not really talk about cards that are over $25. And for the most part, we're going to want to try and keep all the cards under 5 bucks if we can. Maybe one or two more expensive ones thrown in there just for discussion. All right, let's talk about this deck. There are, as with the others, three new commanders in the Esper uh, Esper's a shard, right? In the Esper shard. And then there's one commander that's in a two-color pair in Demir. So I'll read Aminatu. Aminatu, the headliner of the deck, the oversized card on the box, the Fate Shifter, is white, blue, black for a three loyalty planeswalker. So three mana, three loyalty planeswalker. Has a plus one that says draw a card, then put a card from your hand on top of your library. I was excited when you said draw a card and then I figured you have to put something back then. Right. So, so it's this, not card advantage, it's card selection. Right. And it's not even that much card selection, right? Because it feels like card draw, but you're not up cards. You draw a card and then you put one back. So you have the same amount of cards when you're done with that as you did before. And then next turn you draw the card you put down there. So it's not even really great card selection, right? Yeah, you're right, actually. So it feels like that plus one is not that great. It, we'll see what's going on down, going on there a little bit later, but it does allow you to manipulate the top of your library, right? Okay. Put something specific there, which certain cards do care about. She has a negative one. Her negative one is exile another target permanent you own, then return it to the battlefield under your control. So th two things to note, it's target permanent. A lot of these blink effects only work on creatures. This works on permanent, and it says permanent you own, not control, but then it returns it to the battlefield under your control. So if somebody has stolen something of yours, you can blink it and get it back. It works with things like Gilded Drake Ooh. and things like that. So this is an interesting blink effect. It is a minus. So, you know, you put her out, you can do this three times, and then you're going to have to cast her again. It seems not in some I mean, way, if you just described Gilded Drake, Gilded Drake is a one in a blue for a 3-3 flyer. And when it enters the battlefield, you get to give someone else that Gilded Drake and take one of their creatures. Right. And then if you blink the thing that you own. You own that you, card. You That's own your card. Gilded Drake. Yeah. It will come back to onto the battlefield under your control and immediately trigger again. And you can steal something else. Right. It's a trick you pull in Rune decks and Brago decks. You can do it with Aminatu because of the way that she's worded. It's, it's I mean, blink we know is very powerful and... I don't think we have an Esper Blink commander. It is a little bit tempered by the fact that 
it's a minus and you can only do it a couple of times before you have to. So you really want your blink to get a lot of value if you're playing your commander and minusing and putting your blink, recurrable blink kind of out there for people to attack. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, we'll have to continue to see how that goes. But it's a powerful ability. There's no doubt there are decks built around blink. So we know that can work. The first two abilities, though, they don't work together in any way that's at least immediately apparent. Right? I, I, I can't, yeah. Drawing a card and then putting it on top of your library just seems to have nothing to do with blinking stuff. So that's really mm. weird. And then her <laughs> her ultimate gets a, even a little more weird, which I guess you would you know expect from a little girl who's in the middle of a lake <laughs> surrounded by scary moths wearing a veil. I don't even know what's going on. And she's got like a, she's got a stick firefly too. in her she's hand. She's got a stick. Yeah, and a and She's a stick. actually lit the butterfly on fire, the moth on fire. No, just, oh, maybe. Know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's freaking me out a little bit. Okay, so her ultimate is negative six. She's a three loyalty planeswalker. So if she came out and plus three times on the fourth turn, you could do this. Seems unlikely, but here we go. Choose left or right. Well, that's beginning interestingly. <laughs> Each player gains control of all non-land permanents other than Aminatu the Fate Shifter, controlled by the next player in the chosen directions. So if you're Wait, saying all permanents, all non-land permanents? All non-land permanents. So I get everything. If I choose right, I get everything from you? From the from the player to your right, yeah. But then you give everything you've got to the player to your left, and they, they give took every it from me. Got yes, it, got exactly. It, got it. You don't just get somebody's stuff without any downside. Does it? What but about Aminatu? Do you um, give Aminatu? It says except Aminatu. So you keep Aminatu, and everything else gets shifted over. So if I have nothing on my battlefield except sure. Aminatu, if you have I nothing get to take all of your stuff. I mean, if you have nothing but a, but Aminatu with enough loyalty You've counters. been blocking this whole time to protect your Aminatu. Sure. And so, <laughs> so literally on the last thing, you're like, oh, I've barely made it to ultimate. And I'm finally. I like that sequence of play right there. That's good. Uh, you know, it, this does. Okay. It's a weird ultimate. Um, I good, think it sounds amazing. It sounds cool. It's just so hard to get to. It does synergize with her negative ability. So you could still exile target permanence <laughs> you own. So that you just gave to somebody else. Jimmy Jimmy just took my, Jimmy just took yeah. my stuff. And, and I took, it's like you took my stuff and Jimmy took your stuff. And, and then I get my stuff back from Jimmy as I One exile. thing at a time slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're reaching for synergy here. Like, I try to find something. Uh, so, I think it's just great just taking all of your, just everyone rotates. You just take all of the stuff. I sort of think the head scratchiness of this is actually in your favor because your opponents are likely to be like, I don't know what the heck is going on over there. So they might not be so scared because none of these seem particularly awful. I mean, the, the ultimate's bad for the one person at the table that's sitting either to your left or your right that has the It's most only stuff. bad for like the person that has the best stuff. Yeah. So And if that person is diagonal from you, you don't even get There's no way you can get it. Yeah. yeah. So super weird. Anyway, okay. So that's, that's the... The, is the there a way? One. I guess deep glow skate gets you to the ultimate faster. Sure, because you can't really double. And, and you can blink it. it, right? Is deep glow when you cast or is it? An ETB? it yeah, no, it's ETB. Okay, so okay. deep glow to double it, and then you minus and blink it. No, but I, anyways, yeah. Well, you don't care if the, somebody gets deep glow once it's already ETB, right? That's right. So, <laughs> okay, sure. We're doing it. We're breaking this commander open right here on camera. There are two other commanders we should consider here, oh, DJ, yeah, before okay. we get other, too excited. Other commanders before I start just <laughs> stealing everyone's stuff. Okay. Uh, we have Varina? Varina. Varina? Varina, Lich Queen. One white, blue, black for a 4-4 legendary zombie wizard. 
Whenever you attack with one or more zombies, draw that many cards, then discard that many cards, you gain that much life. Zombie Lord as, in Esper. Esper Zombies, Josh. Yeah, Esper Zombies. And we have white zombies from Mom and Kent now, so. This is this really is Commander Christmas. Yeah. We've asked for we've asked for a Lands Commander. We've we got asked one. for a Banchantments Commander. We got one. We've, we've asked. asked for an Is It Artifact. You certainly one. asked for an Is It Artifact yeah. Commander. And now we got Esper Zombies. I don't think anyone asked for the creepy child that blinks <laughs> stuff, but Esper Zombies we asked for. But we asked for Esper Zombies yeah. and we got it. <laughs> DJ. Oh He's like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> it's so this is great, everyone. <laughs> this is great. Uh it has an activated ability to exile two cards from your graveyard, create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token. So you can just kind of get value from creatures out of your graveyard. And what's your power and toughness? 4-4. Four, 4-mana four. Four four, 4. Pretty good. 4-mana four 4-4. Four, four. Uh Draw this this is actually it's looting. This is actually looting, and you like stuff going to your graveyard, and that synergizes with the second ability because you can pay two, exile some stuff you don't need, and then boom, you get yourself another zombie. Yeah, I think this card is a legit actual zombie commander. Um, I like that, that it's that a zombie work. herself. Yeah, herself, queen. Yeah, um, because the, uh, Gisa and Giralf were was great, but they're not zombies. But they're not zombies. Yeah, the Scarab God was great. Not a zombie. But not a zombie. This yeah. is like literally Esper zombies, man. Also, yeah, those don't have white in them. So this got to open up a whole bunch of avenues because white is another color. sort of resurrection color. Yeah. So recursion color. So yeah, that feels and like, like... you said, Amonkhet has some great zombies in white in it. So that feels like a good deck. And there's a third Esper commander, a new one anyway. It's Yenet. Yenet? How do you say that? I'm going to go with Yenet. Like it's Janet with it. With, but it could be Enet. <laughs> Probably is. Yannette, Yannette, Cryptic Sovereign. That's two and Bant, or sorry, two and Esper, two white, blue, black, five mana total. For a 3-5 Sphinx, legendary creature, of course, has Flying, Vigilance, and Menace. This thing's hard to block. Yeah. And it says, whenever Yannette, Cryptic Sovereign, attacks, reveal the top card of your library. If that card's converted mana cost is odd... You may cast it without paying its mana cost. Otherwise, draw a card. So if it's even, you still draw the card. But if it's odd, you just cast it. You delay it. Hell of a it. Um, uh, I'm going to be playing a lot of odd mana costed cards I mean, in this deck. You just make them all odd, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have any, except you for might like have a couple of mana rocks or something. Or something like yeah. Maybe things that you wouldn't want to cast. Maybe you have even. You have even for your Low board drops. wipes for your board wipes because oh, yeah. you don't want a wrath of God or, uh, in this situation. Even so you draw the wrath of God counter spells, even counter spells. Yeah. So you can draw those. So you can draw that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so this does. It's. I mean, we've had commanders. Narset is in this mold. Uh, Atali. It Jaleva, does even better. It hits Jaleva, everyone. Jaleva, Jaleva, yeah. yeah. So this, but still pretty cool. Sounds cool. Cool. Um, and then we've got one more. Who is, ironically, another commander people have been asking for, as, or as far as like uh, an archetype. We have Eureka the Tiger's Shadow. One blue-black for a 1-3 legendary human ninja. Mm-hmm. You let me go on that rant about <laughs> all of the best toys, and we've got one more present left. <laughs> oh, we got a legendary human ninja, and let me read this. Let me read this first ability to you. Commander Ninjutsu. What people have been asking for, they've wanted ninjutsu to be errated so that oh it can work from the gosh. command zone. Well, her ninjutsu does work from the commander. Commander ninjutsu for only a blue and a black. Whenever a ninja you control deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to that card's converted mana cost. 
We should read what the ninjutsu means for those that oh, don't sorry. know. Uh, basically ninjutsu for this one, it's blue and a black, but there's different ninjutsus. This is the only one with commander ninjutsu, uh, blue, black return an unblocked attacker. You control to hand, put this card onto the battlefield from your hand or the command zone tapped and attacking. So it's like they're in disguise. And as they get close to their, to their, uh, target, they ninjutsu. whip off their cloak and they're like, well, I'm a ninja. Actually, you thought <laughs> it was something else. And then they get some ability. And so, uh, Eureka. Yuriko is kind of a ninja lord in some ways because, first of all, she works from the command zone, which no other ninjutsu does. It has to be from hand. And whenever a ninja you control deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top. So you get to do that for other ninjas you control. Oh, yeah. So if you whip her out in the place of an unblocked creature while a couple of other ninjas are getting out, you could reveal a bunch of cards and cast... um, Okay, sorry, they lose sorry. put put the cards into your hand and then cost them life. So I like, by the way, that effect of of draining them as you're drawing cards. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's on um, Big Soren. It's on the the new draw creature with Ascend, mm-hmm. um, Twilight Prophet. Um, so I, I like that effect that a lot. That reverse I, Bob effect. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. drawing cards, and yeah, Bob is great. But in Commander, no, I'd rather deal you damage than than take than, damage than me take damage. Yeah. So. It's interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but I think ninjutsu is quite a bit worse when it's in your command zone, right? Ninjutsu is supposed to be surprising, and when they know it's a possibility, it's not going to be like somebody goes, well, I'm not going to block that creature. Oh my gosh, you can ninja? That's never going to happen. They're going to be like, okay, I'm, I guess it's fine if you ninja. I can't do anything about it or whatever. These are legal. This is legal and legacy. Sure. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if there is a legacy ninja deck? It would be <laughs> funny because it would have to be really good, and I don't think it probably would be. This is a three-mana one-three. You can't play that legacy. You can play that for two. Yeah, but you have to have another unblocked creature attacking. Your uh, bird of paradise. Your Delver. Right? Your Delver. It and then would... you return your Delver, sure. and then you get to flip cards. And No, it's not that good. <laughs> no one's going to ever Death do Shaman's that. Deathrite Shaman's gone. There's room in the format, Josh. <laughs> For ninjas, there's room in commander decks everywhere. This is great. <laughs> Did you ever watch that old YouTube channel called Ask a Ninja? No. Go look it up right now. It's hilarious. Um, it's an old. Is it a real ninja? Yeah, of course. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably not. No, it's not. It's not. It's just a dude <laughs> it's making just some, a ninja some voice dude? with like a ninja Johnny, like Johnny Karate or something. Kinda, like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's do a breakdown of the deck like we normally do. So we're going into our. Stats. 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 All right. Into the stats department. So card draw. There's only six cards that draw cards in this deck. Now, there are about four to five brainstorm or ponder type effects. So those are cards that kind of cantrip and also set the top of your library in some ways or let you know what it is. Well, Josh, every ninja is going to draw a card. <laughs> Just every every ninja is going to draw the cards to, every single turn. I hate to tell you, there's white in the deck, so you this can't is, run that card. I'm going to draw this in my opening seven. And then just, and also then just have slam it, and then have other ninjas too. And also somehow it's got to get through. Don't worry about card draw. There's tons of it. You've got ninjas. <laughs> so there's not very much card draw. That seems pretty low. Um, but with the brainstorm and the ponder stuff, depending on how you count that, you know, six to eight maybe. Ramp, there's only eight ramp spells. A little bit low, close though. Uh, this is the first of these decks that we haven't seen. All the other decks have a ton of ramp, like above 10. Yeah. So this, there's not much ramp. Tons of artifacts in the artifact one. The lands deck had tons of ramp. And there yeah. were 17 card draw spells in the uh, in the Bant one. So this is, yeah. this is interesting. Targeted removal, there's about six pieces, which is, it's close. You know, 
I'd, six is fine. Yeah, you could have one or two yeah. more, but you know we're splitting hairs. And board wipes, there's five. So again, in the range, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those numbers look good on target removal and board wipes and ramp, but card draw, or sorry, board wipes and target removal, but card draw and ramp looks a little bit anemic. Um, so here's the thing about Aminatu that you kind of begin to realize as you look through the deck, which is setting the top of your library is an important part of the deck. Her plus one of draw a card and then put a card from your hand on top of your library. Th- that immediately comes brings to mind a mechanic called Miracle. So Miracle is on a bunch of cards, and what it says is there's a cost for a spell, but then it has a Miracle cost. And the Miracle cost is you may cast this card for its Miracle cost when you draw it if it's the first card you drew this turn. So it only works for that cheaper cost if it's the first card you drop you drew in a turn and you'll notice um if you watch like tournament players play they draw cards in a very specific way and this is why they're just training themselves to draw it this way always in case they miracle so instead of drawing card like a lot of people do and putting it directly into their hand with their other cards so you would draw a card and put it into your hand they actually will draw the card put it on the table and look at that card separately because if it's miracle they'd flip it up there if it's touched your hand, now all of a sudden you could pull some shenanigans where you switched it with a miracle card. And that's why players draw cards in that way in tournament settings. It's because of miracle. I Mir- learned, I did that too from playing Bonfire of the Damned because that was like so powerful for so long. You just kind of tilt the card up like this and then you put it up in your yep. hand and you just do that for every single card. Yeah. So that will be a thing you'll to some degree want to do with the deck like this unlikely in commander that people aren't going to believe be you. like you'll you'll you could put it in your hand and people will be like you'll just be like oh miracle and yeah. you'll show it no one's gonna be like most of the time people are yeah. gonna be totally fine with that so so don't worry about too much but you know try so um one of the one of the new cards is a new miracle card it's called entreat the dead this is new to commander 2018 or new with commander 2018 it's black 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 and xx for a sorcery, it says return X target creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. So let's just go through this. Black, 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 and two. So five mana, I'd get one card from my graveyard onto the battlefield. It's okay. Not great. There are cards that do that. Yeah. Um, Seven mana, I'd get two. Nine mana, I'd get three. I mean, nine mana, yeah, we're be- getting Beacon into- of Unrest is five mana, and, and it gets something back. Um, but we also see uncommon uncommon spells for five mana that just that do bring that. the creature back. So that's not that powerful. There's that blue card you were talking about from Hour of Devastation. I forget. Hour of something that's like blue, 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 and X. Maybe Hour of Promise? No, that's no, the white that's one the, that's better. Yeah. It, but it, it sort of makes four, four version, token versions of things in your graveyard. It's Scarab yeah, yeah. Gods, like three thing or X things. Uh, so this is an effect we've seen, but what's the miracle cost? Because it does have miracles. So for miracle, if it's the, remember, if it's the first card you've drawn this turn, you can cast it for its miracle cost. It's black, black, and X. So you you said, let's imagine this with five mana, right? Right. So let's still imagine it with five mana. You get three creatures from your graveyard to the battlefield. <laughs> That's insane at That's that rate. great. If you have six, you get four. Like this card is really, really powerful for its miracle cost. But all borderline unplayable for its regular cost because it costs so much. You got to pay X twice. You might end up playing it later on like if you desperately need it, but you really want to miracle it. If you miracle it, it can be game winning depending on when you do it. Just what if you get six cards out of your onto the battlefield? It's cheating of mana cost, which is what we always say is so powerful. So 
Miracle is a big sub thing of the, of the deck, even though there's not a ton of Miracle cards in there. There's only five. But really? It, but it works so well with Aminatsu's ability, and they're so efficient. Because you get to put that card back on top of your of your library. Correct. Now that seems to be making more sense. Right. Okay. So, But that's only five cards. Yeah. One thing about Miracle, by the way, is that when you say, I have a Miracle, you can't do other stuff. Like One thing that people want to do is they want to play their land drop. Can't do it. You can't do that. So you got to cast it right then. Even if can't... it's a sorcery, you cast it then. So yeah. also, if you manage to draw a card on somebody else's turn and it's a miracle card, you cast it right then. The brainstorm. So. Yeah, you brainstorm yes. on someone else's turn and you're like, whoop, that was the first card. Yep. yep. That works as well. Okay, so that's only five cards though, like I said. And it's like, okay, is Aminatu really in there for five cards? Like, is that first ability really in there for five cards? So I was wondering what other cards in the deck care about the top of your library or how many and there's about 11 or 12 cards in the deck besides the miracle cards that care about the top of your library. So I liked what you did there. Oh, I missed. Um, so some of those cards are sort of mechanic-based cards, like Manifest is a mechanic that cares about the top of your library. What you do it is it'll say Manifest the top card of your library, and you just take your top card and you put it face down onto the battlefield, and it's almost like it's a morph. It's a 2-2 creature, and then if it is a creature that's under there, it's upside down, and you look, and you go, oh, that's a creature. You can flip it up for by paying its mana cost. But if it's an instant or sorcery, you can't flip it up. It just sits there as a 2-2 creature. Yeah. So it kind of like allows you to place maybe a good card on top of your library with Aminatu's plus one, manifest it, and now I know what that is, and you don't, and I could block and flip it up, or I could attack, and you don't block, and it's Eureka. Or you can... Oh, blink it. you can yeah. blink it as well, and it'll come back onto the battlefield face up. Yeah, so if a Manifested or Morph card gets exiled and returns to the battlefield, it doesn't return face down, it returns face up, and that would allow, yeah. Uh, even if it's a land or something that you manifested, it will now come into the battlefield just as it's face up side. So you're right, it does have synergy, Manifest does, with both of Aminatu's abilities. If it's a spell that comes back, by the way, you're like, oh, I want to blink out this Entreat the Angels and bring it back again. It not, nothing, nothing happens. Nothing. Sorceries and instants don't really yeah, work so with don't it. so don't try that with the Sorceries and instants. Another mechanic that works good with knowing the top of your library is Cascade. So there are oh. some Cascade, a couple of Cascade spells in the deck. So you can know exactly what you're going to get with Cascade, which makes it a lot better besides just getting a random thing, even though Cascade's awesome regardless. Um, <laughs> and then there is something like this. Gin of Wishes. Three blue blue for a 4-4 four, four gin with flying. Gin of Wishes enters the battlefield with three wish counters on it. Two blue blue, remove a wish counter from Gin of Wishes. Reveal the top card of your library. You may play that card without paying its mana cost. If you don't, exile it. So you can sort of cheat a really big spell into play by, you know, let's say you use Aminatu's plus one ability, you draw a card, and then you put something that costs 10 mana on top of your library, activate Gin of Wishes, cast that thing for only four mana. So that's another way to take advantage of knowing what the top card of your library is. Um, wow, that's, re that's really strong. Yeah. Is there a lot of stuff that's like 10 mana that's big for cheating? There's the not, but there are some because it's a commander deck. And okay. so, and even just cheating mana by three or four could be something that you can just do with the gin. Yeah. So one of the best cards that you've mentioned so far has an X in the casting cost. Right, so yeah. you don't want to put Entreat the Angels or, or sorry, Entreat the Dead on top if you're gonna Gin of Wishes, you have to. Yeah, so you can't really, like this is not good for cascading into, it's not good for exiling off the top of your library. But you're not generally gonna do that stuff in the dark. You're almost always gonna do it purposefully knowing what's on top. Got it. Because 
you know, that's the whole strategy of the deck. Uh, Eureka, actually a decent uh, thing to have in play when you're using Aminatu's ability. Cares about the top of the library. Remember, it deals damage to your opponents based on the card's converted mana cost. Oh, yeah. So if you have a huge spell in hand... And this you, could do so much damage. It could do seven, eight, nine, ten damage, and you draw the card, so it's like you didn't lose it. So, it's it's just very, very you know, it's interesting. It's a way to deal damage. You have a few, you have a few ninjas, and you set up the top of your library. Yeah. You could boom, flip boom, an boom. omniscience, flip an Eldrazi, and then suddenly you're not you're dealing so much damage. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Aminatu doesn't have a good way to set up more than just the top card. Oh, it'd be like so, a brainstorm effect that we right. have to you'd have to do with it. There are one. a few other ways in the deck to do it, but it it it'll be tougher. Okay, so there are she Aminatu also blinks things. So how many creatures in the deck have entered the battlefield? And there's about 7. The best among them is Mole Drifter. Do you want to read Mole Drifter? Sure. Even though Mold it's my Drifter. favorite card of all time, I'll let you read it. <laughs> Mole Drifter is four and a blue for a 2-2 elemental with flying. And when Mole Drifter enters the battlefield, draw two cards. It also has a Voke, which means that you can pay two and a blue and you can cast this spell, but you have to sacrifice it. But you still get to draw those two cards. Now, in normal Blinky decks, you can pull off some shenanigans with Blink where you play Mold Drifter for the Evoke cost, and then in response to the Evoke trigger, sacrificing, you blink it, and then it goes out, comes back in, you draw two more cards, and now it hasn't been evoked, So for example, stays around. So, with, with Rune, yes. where you can blink things out at instant speed, that works with Brago, where you have to attack with it, or with this Commander, where you have to activate a, an ability at sorcery speed. It doesn't work. But still, this card is great. Still, if Aminatu's out, you pay five mana, draw four cards basically because you play this and blink it that's amazing and then you can do that next turn and next turn and next turn another uh new card that takes advantage of the blink and has not an etb effect but an ltb effect leaves the battlefield is called knight incarnate it's four and a black for a three four with death touch it says when knight incarnate leaves the battlefield all creatures get negative three negative three until end of turn Whoa. And it also has Evoke for three and a black, so you can just make sure that Another happens. Another Evoke card. I like Evoke. Yeah. So Evoke's... And it's when this leaves the battlefield, so th the this doesn't get minus three, minus three. So it can go wipe everything and then kind of come back. Wow. Yeah. So pretty cool. It could be useful to blink it because then you can just have the threat of doing it again and doing it again. I don't... Like I said, black is the color that really hasn't had a blink commander before. And so black is this sort of untapped potential for blinky stuff yeah uh, i know because i've Mold tried Drifter. to build gaunty decks where you want to blink gaunty in and out and we really have to stretch and go into artifacts and try to do some weird you graveyard know, like shenanigans and, and stuff like that yeah. yeah um and it seems now that we've got a little bit of blink action in black yeah so pretty cool opens up some new possibilities all right so if you'll notice yannette was one of the other commanders and yannette was the one that can cast the top card of your library if it's odd casting cost that's right and so here's a card that cares about the top of your library. But if Yannette's your commander, you don't have Aminatu as your commander. And then how do you know what the top card of your library is? Well, there are a number of cards in the deck that kind of manipulate the top of your library. In fact, there's 10 cards that do it. Whoa. Yeah. So there's Crystal Ball, which is a card we haven't talked about enough on this show. It's For a long time, it was considered like the um, budget Sensei's version top. of Sensei's Top. Yeah. And now the tops come down. I think you just play both if you can. But it's... Three mana for an artifact, and you can pay one and tap the crystal ball and scry two. So you can really, you know, if you like both of them, you can put them on top of your library and know exactly what those are. Or maybe just pick the best one, depending on if it's a miracle card or something that's odd casting cost for Yannette. 
top is top is pretty powerful because you have a lot of ways to, to play around with it and move and manipulate and stuff like and that. It saves itself. It's impossible to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Combos with some stuff. Uh, Crystal Ball is kind of just more powerful in a raw sense. Yep. Where Scrying 2 is literally you can shove two cards that you don't care about to the bottom and you don't have to see them ever again. Yeah. That seems really good. Uh, I like this this land, Halimar Depths. Anytime you can make a land do one of the things that your deck wants to do, then you're really sort of pushing the synergy to the next level. Because the baseline of this card is tapped out of blue. Yep. Good, good. I play that, you know yep. what I mean? But it also does something else. There's the downside of it coming into onto the battlefield tapped, but when Halimar Depths enters the battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library, then put them back in any order. So you can just put a Miracle card on top or put a big card on top if you've got Jin of Wishes or put an odd CMC card on top if you've got your net out, it gives you a lot of um, synergy with the rest of the deck. Yeah, and then worst case scenario, it's like, oh, I don't need to land next turn, but I'll need one for the next turn. And then if, if you had Yannette as your commander, of course, Aminatu would count as one of the things in the deck that could now manipulate the top of the library. So that's a consideration, too. Mm -hmm. For Verena, we find much less support. Verena is a zombie commander and it feels like they didn't even really give her much of a nod at all so there's only three cards that are either zombies or make zombies and entreat the dead the new miracle card that re that uh uh what's the word animates things from the graveyard it doesn't even turn those things into zombies which really it should at least then that would be a little more synergy with there are Farina. zombies on the art does that yeah count? no it oh, does not okay it just it just re it just it just reanimates them, but they're not zombies. And remember, Verena cares about um, how many. It cares about you attacking with zombies. So you need zombie cards. There's three. So I don't think Verena. Verena's just automatically out. Not even under consideration for who we would run as the commander in this deck. Total number of creatures. I just counted them up because Verena does want to exile two cards from your graveyard to make zombies, and that's an another way. There's 25 creatures in the deck, which honestly is a little on the low side for that ability to be that worthwhile. They just exile two cards; they don't have to be creature. Cards. Oh, they're not creatures. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's then. even better, right? It's way better. Yeah. I mean, not for this deck, but just just for for <laughs> just life in, in general. general. Just for just for my own happiness when I build this deck. And just for funsies, I wanted to know how many ninjas were in the deck for uh, Eureka. How many ninjas? There's three. Oh, counting her. There's Ninja of the Deep counting Hours. Her? Yeah. And uh, the Oni Blade or whatever. Silent Blade Oni. Silent Blade Oni. Oni That's it. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Okay. So let's recap here. Rampant card draws a little bit low. And I think the Brainstorm stuff helps, but Aminatu doesn't provide raw card advantage. So that's a little worrying. Board wipes, target removal seem to be pretty good. I think those numbers are pretty solid. Um, so we don't need to touch that too much. What does this tell us about the deck? I think this one feels a little less clean cut than the others as far as like what it's trying to do, right? We've got miracle cards. We're like trying to maybe cast stuff off the top of our deck, but we're also doing some blink shenanigans. It's kind of a little bit all over the place. I could see running Yannette as the commander of the deck. It does have automatic card draw on it because at the very least you draw the card and once in a while you hit the jackpot and you mm -hmm. cast something for free, which seems okay. But it does seem like Aminatu has more synergy and more versatility with the miracle cards Just and the blink effects. Just setting it up, yeah. Yeah. So, Manifest seems to be the thing that holds a little bit of this together because it works with Blink and it works with the top of your library too. Yeah, for sure. So I give Aminatu the the edge here and would recommend running her. But I think it's closer than, say, the Sahili deck or the Lord Windgrace deck where you definitely want to run those mm -hmm. as your commanders. Um, I guess the last one, the Bant deck, we were 
we made a choice. We but, changed it up, yeah. But it could have been Astrid. I mean, if somebody ran Astrid, you wouldn't say, oh, you're nuts. No, yeah. Okay, so given that Aminatu is going to be the commander that you're running, what are the best cards that come in the deck? Uh, we already talked about Moldrifter, which I'm always going to say is that if Moldrifter's in a deck, it's one of the best cards in the deck. <laughs> and then there's this card. This card is Entreat the Angels. XX, white, 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 for a sorcery that says create X, four, four, white angel creatures, tokens with flying. So that means that, well, let's use the five mana again. For five mana, you get a four, four angel creature token with flying. For seven, you get two. Okay. I think we want to... I mean, I just cast Sarah Angel because it has Vigilance at least for five, <laughs> right? Like, you know, I think that's not a very good rate. Uh, I, I think we should instead keep reading where it says Miracle X white, white. So a Miracle again, if you if this is the first card you draw for the turn, you can play it for its Miracle cost. Now let's imagine having five mana. Suddenly we have three Angels. Three, four, four, flying Angels for, for five, five mana. mana. Insanity. And we have so much... Uh, stuff to manipulate the top, top of our deck. This just seems like a slam dunk because later in the game, you're going to have... This is just five mana in this scenario we talked about. I think Entreat is generally decent in Commander, but it, you can have it in your opening hand or you draw it like on the first three or four turns or you draw it on somebody else's turn yeah. with so many draw effects in the format you're you're wanting to draw cards. It's the second card you drew that turn. And all those downsides make Entreat like risky to play and not something that every deck wants this deck doesn't care when it draws it because it can always make sure that it will miracle it and so that makes entreat amazing because if you just knew the cost was always going to be the miracle cost this goes in every white deck ever i think it's great yeah, yeah. so the value of that is pretty high now we already talked about mold drifter i'm going to keep saying that because <laughs> mold drifter is awesome okay but so in last episode, we mentioned how there was a cycle and it was the name of the planeswalker and it was sort of like, you know, Sahili's Directive, Windgrace's Judgment, uh, Estrid's... Estrid's... Awesome. Estrid's Enchant Clone. Estrid, yeah. <laughs> there was the Blinky Enchantment that cloned something new every so time good. it blinked in. Like that. that card's amazing. And so I'm not sure that this is one of the best cards in the Aminatu deck. It's her version of those. It's a good card. So the cycle did not live up to the to all of them being like the best card in the deck. Yeah, those first three are great. This one is less good. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. And maybe maybe it is good. Maybe Josh is. It's good. It's just not amazing. It's Aminatu's augury. Is this a young Aminatu on there? I think it is because look, she's How got the she moths. younger. She's already a little girl. Well, she wasn't born like she was younger than that once. Like, oh, yeah, at some point, she like like couldn't when walk. Did, when did she start doing <laughs> evil magic in swamps? Like, Evidently, when she was not, very when little. When she's like an infant. Yeah, Look I guess she's this. been doing this. This is for like a, a toddler doing scary magic. Okay, Aminatu's augury is a sorcery for six blue blue. So it's eight mana, which already makes it like sorcery eight mana hard to be a staple in the format at that cost. It says exile the top eight cards of your library. You may put a land card from among them onto the battlefield until end of turn for each non-land card type. You may cast a card of that type from among the exiled cards without paying its mana cost. So you get a land onto the battlefield. It lets you play hmm. one of each card type. Now, this is a little different than Muldrotha because it's not permanence. You can play an instant. You can oh, play a sorcery, okay. play an artifact, play a planeswalker, play a tribal card, play a creature, play an enchantment. Play a planeswalker. planeswalker okay. uh, well, you couldn't. How big can a Tarmogoyf get? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to. 
<laughs> the masters of modern know exactly yeah. and they're like why don't you know this it's 910 or whatever <laughs> okay so this card is solid i think it's totally fine if you pay mana and you get and you cast the things without paying their mana cost so you're going to get more than eight mana worth of... It's hard to predict this, though, really, because it's just off the top of your library, and it's so deep off the top of your library. You can set up the One top card. card. Yeah. I but mean, if you could set up long-term plans... Let's say you put one... It's not long-term. Let's say you put one sorcery on top that cost, you know, six mana. You're going to get that sorcery, a land, and probably a creature in most decks... You're, you're going to pay okay. eight mana, and then you might get an instant. You might get an artifact. You might get, you know what I mean? Like, it's not amazing. But, like, you have to wonder, well, am I getting then a board wipe? Am I getting a counter spell? Well, so you don't you, have to cast like those. Your you deck, may. I know, but it feels yeah. like your deck, like, needs to be built around this, but it's not really, and it's a single card in the deck. Is this good just on your deck? I mean, take your commander deck right now, flip over eight cards, and you're going to be happy, but is it going to be game-breaking? Because that's what eight mana needs to be. Eight? I mean... Uh, what's it called? The uh, blue... Expropriate? Expropriate is nine mana. Expropriate is game-breaking. And it's one mana more than this. So you need to be close to that level of power to be casting this. Yeah, I don't think Can this... I cast Expropriate off of that? Yes. Oh, then, then that seems then great. Then it's awesome. <laughs> it does look go pretty deep. You could... <laughs> I'm going to cheat Expropriate out one turn early. Uh, okay. No, but then you get the extra turn and you get all the other stuff from your opponents and from this. <laughs> Yeah, it's true, and you it's all got haste, whatever it was. Sure. It, I think this card is decent. I don't think it's amazing. It's I think it's kind got of, so much... We just described an insane upside, but the average case scenario is what you described. Yeah. You know, set something up, get something, get a six drop, get a land, get a random creature. You pay eight mana, an and oh, you get, get mana 14 mana worth of stuff, but it's not necessarily what you want at that moment. But it could be, but it's not necessarily. So... It, it seems okay. I'm not saying take it out. I just don't think it's one of the best cards. I would run every other one of from each other commander deck, every other one oh, yeah. of the cycle over this card. I mean, Windgrace's Judgment's like a staple in the format, I believe, now. I totally believe if, that, yeah. If you're in the colors. I mean, and in, in Estrid's one is is amazing in enchantment decks. Even, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you need to have something to it's copy. Enchantment, but enchantment control, decks, it's yeah. amazing. And then... Um, so Healy's Directive is amazing in artifact, artifact decks. decks. But those are specific, and this is more specific. I, this is not like Artifact Deck. This is not like... Would you play that in your Moldrotha deck? I... Eight mana. I don't know. I probably would think about it. Would you play this in your Moldrotha deck? <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather just know what I'm getting. Moldrotha doesn't have a way to know what's on top of its library most of the time. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about the worst cards in the deck. There's a card called Sower of Discord. It's four black black for a 6-6 six, six demon. Has flying. It says, as Sower of Discord enters the battlefield, choose two players. Whenever damage is dealt to one of the chosen players, the other chosen player also loses that much life. Josh, I really like this card. Oh, it's a cool card. I really like it. <laughs> it's a cool card. It's kind of Saskia-esque, right? Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Bitter Feud? Mm-hmm. Oh, this deck just doesn't have a great way to take advantage. Yes, you can blink this card and change the targets, which I just don't think is probably that useful. No, that's not that useful. Yeah, and it's a six mana six six flyer. It just it doesn't have a lot of synergy. Is this card? Is there decks that want this card? Yes. Is this it? Not yeah, really. No, I don't think this deck really wants that. I would think about this in Vile Smasher because it's Ooh. just if they take damage, and so if you happen to hit the player, either I one. Have, it, I have some ideas for this card. Yeah, remember the the um. 
the feedback loop goes both ways. So if I name DJ and Jimmy, if Jimmy takes damage, DJ takes damage. If DJ takes damage, Jimmy takes damage. So it's a little different than Saskia. I do think there are decks for this card. I just don't think this is the deck. You know, Craig also at the table is just loving this because he's just going to start attacking and multiplying damage. (laughs) It's going to be great, which means that you're less likely to be attacked. And you have a 6-6? Six, six? True, because you get more value out of attacking somebody else. So Yeah, yeah. but then again, they're not going to attack each other. Because no, they actually, I think damage. you're more likely to be attacked because the two players you named are going, are both to, going to attack yeah, you. Yeah, they're going to be mad at you. So, yeah. Anyway, I still like the card. I well, also like this card, other, too. If I, if, if I name yeah. Jimmy and you, and Jimmy hits you, he takes damage. So he's yeah. not going to hit you anymore. Oh, I like this card you gotta, less. You got to be... No, I, I like this card I a think lot. it's... it's by the way, politically, you're right. Like, yeah. There's problems with it, but... If you, but seriously, you're just, we're describing scenarios that doesn't work in this deck. Right. Where we want damage thrown around everywhere. You want to be aggressive. That's it's not like, yeah, it's yeah. not this deck. I like this card, Josh. And Josh is, uh, doesn't, is hating on it. I, no, actually, I don't like that card. Army Basically, of ever. the Damned. Yeah. You don't like it when it's on the stack? It just never really, <laughs> Army, it never really Army happens. Army of the no, Damned. I only like it when it resolves because on the stack it gets countered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in Five my experience. black, black, black for a sorcery. Create 13 tapped 2-2 black zombie creature tokens. This also has flashback for seven black, black, black. Uh, for a mere 18 mana, <laughs> you could have 26 zombies. You sound like the person who was telling me about their 200 power mana gorger hydra. I mean, a 200-power mana rider would kill you, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. I've, I will Chaos Warp it or something. <laughs> utter end. Guess what? Your Chaos Warp and Utter End will leave me with 23 <laughs> tap 2-2 black zombies. <laughs> you can't have all the answers. Mana Gorger Hydra's over here. Swing at you. Here's the uh, thing. But here's... Uh, do you know what else you mentioned earlier? Is that it doesn't synergize with our zombie guy. Um, I mean, it sort of does, right? It synergizes with the first part. Where you, oh, you can discard it and then pay ten for it. You can, or just making a lot of zombies. More for it if you get game? a lot of zombies out. I guess it'll synergize with Verena. Usually, if you untap with the thirteen zombies from Army of the Dead, Dams, you're gonna win. That's just very rare. Yeah. But here's the problem with this card: it's eight mana. It what? I, does putting it on top of my library do anything good? No. Does blinking it do anything good? No. Blinking tokens is bad. So it's not doing either of the things I want to do. I don't want to even ultimate with Aminatu. I don't want to give 13 zombies to somebody. This card isn't even an odd it's casting odd, cost so that Yannette can... Like, if I had a huge spell in this Why deck... Why is it an odd? Uh, Aminatu's Augury is it's an eight. odd... Yes. So if I have a huge spell in this deck that I want to cast, I want to at least have the chance to cast it for free somehow. Jin of Wish is the only way. You've con- you've convinced me yeah. that it's not odd. Would it's you not- would you play this if it costs nine? I might think about it at least. <laughs> really? Well, that's at least awesome. I'd have two yeah, but at ways least you'd in the have deck some to cheat it out. Like now there's one way, and that's half as many ways. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I think I'd still stuff. I'd still probably pull it out. <laughs> Even if it was nine mana. Now seven, we can start talking. <laughs> okay, so out of the, the box, the deck feels kind of unfocused. To make Aminatu work, you want a lot more cards that care about the top of the library. There's less than 20 cards that really care about the top of the library. And or you want more blinky shenanigans. Because remember, there was only seven cards in the deck that had Enter the Battlefield effects. Now together, sometimes I'm doing the Miracle top of my library thing. Sometimes I'm blinking stuff. There's enough to get to, you know, around 25, close to our th- magical 30 number of interactions with Aminatu that don't overlap a ton. 
but at least you have enough synergy that you can make something work. I think right now she's probably synergizing with like 30% or 25% of the deck. And I want to push that up to 50% of the deck or more to really make totally. this thing stronger. So, okay. What are the cards we're going to add? Um, two things here. Cyclonic Rift. Yes. That's all I'm going to say about it. Fetch lands are very, very good when you know the top of your library. That's right. They allow you to shuffle. So uh, one of the things in Legacy that people were doing forever with uh, Sensei's Divining Top, which is actually the very first card you should add to this deck because it does what Omnantu wants to do even better and works with Aminatu too because I can draw the card of the top three that I want. Hold on. I didn't explain Sensei's Divining Top. <laughs> let me let me finish the Fetchland thing. Let's rewind here. Okay. Let me finish the Fetchland thing. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. If you know the top card of your library is and you don't like it, like you have a card in your hand that's Army of the Damned and you just can't cast it yet. Hating on Army of the Damned anymore. But yeah, you can't cast it. It's, you know. Shuffle it away. So what you can do is draw a card with Aminatu, put it on top of your library. Now crack your Fetchland. And now the top card of your library is potentially a card you could cast now that's better than Army of the Damned right now. And that is sort of... It's basically like you drew a card. A little bit, yeah. Like You would have drawn something useless, and instead you have the potential to draw something that you can use. Yeah, so fetch land's very good when you know the top of your library. And so let's talk about Sensei's Divining Top, which is the first card that you should um, add by far. It's one mana for an artifact. It has two abilities. One is you pay one, and you look at the top three cards of your library, and then you rearrange them in any order. This is amazing with Aminatu's plus one. Because now I do that, I look at them, and then I go, oh, I'm putting the best card that I want right now on top. And I'm drawing that card. And now I'm putting a card from my hand on top of the library. And then I can rearrange it so it's not even the next card I draw this turn. It gets you deeper. And yeah. it, it synergizes so well with Aminatu. And, but, but really, it synergizes with the whole rest of the deck as well. Yeah, it works really good with Miracles. In fact, the Miracles deck in Legacy with top until top got banned was one of, probably the best deck in the format or one of them. So that... Mm -hmm. We know that that's a very powerful thing to be doing. Um, okay, so... And the other ability is you can... Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can tap the top and then draw the top card of your library and put the top on top of your library so that if anybody Vandalblasts or goes to remove it, it's just the top is very hard to get rid of. Or if you really need that extra card, yes. you can you can do that. I've also, had, I've it's had... odd. It puts it on top of your library and it's odd. So Yannette could just put it back into play. That's great. <laughs> and again, it gives you more choices to maybe put on top of the library for Yannette. It's just an amazing card. There's very few decks in the format, even without considering any sort of synergy with the top of your library that wouldn't be better with top in it. Just like rune deck. Just good to have Sensei's Divining Top in there because it just allows you to even out your draws and get what you want when you want it. Josh, can I mention a card that you that isn't on this list sure. that I think works in the deck and is one of my favorite cards to work with top? Go for it. Future Sight. Yeah, Future Sight's good. Because it's not in this deck and it's a it's a super discount card. The reason why I mentioned with top is Future Sight lets you re you reveal the top card of your library and you can play that. Mm -hmm. And with Sensei's Divining Top, you can draw a card and put top on top, and then you can just play, play the top. top for one mana. Yep. And you can also draw. play lands. Yeah. And if there's not a land there with Aminatu, you could place a land there. Uh, and then play the land from mm -hmm. the top of your library with Aminatu. And uh, Future Sight is it's pennies. It's, yeah, it's cheap. It's very it's cheap. An, it's a very underrated card. I think it's I had really saved good it for one of my other Under, budget underrated. underrated cards. I think it's a good card. I don't yes. know if I would put it in the first ten cards that I would add to the deck because I think it's similar enough to what. No, I think it, basically what you're doing is pretty is pretty solid. So okay, let's talk about there's a there's a glaring omission in the miracles department 
that has to be rectified. So more miracles, really more miracle. There's one miracle <laughs> card that I'm sure if you're aware at all of what miracles are, um, and you know this, you've you've looked at this deck list, you've noticed like that. Why the heck is that card not in there? It's one of the best miracles. It might be the best one in Commander. It probably yeah. is. It's just super good. It is temporal mastery. Uh, five blue blue for a sorcery says take an extra turn after this one exile temporal mastery we don't pay five blue blue instead we cast it for its miracle cost which is one in a blue so which is time walk yep it's power nine power it's time walk it's a two mana extra turn spell with aminatu again the downside of these cards is when you draw them if you're there in your opening hand well it doesn't matter you can just put it on top of your library and miracle it so you can make sure that's going to happen extremely powerful why wouldn't you play a time walk in your deck like you would. Yeah. And this is just. You'd play a time walk in almost and this any blue almo- deck. Yeah. And this <laughs> is almost always a time walk because it synergizes with so many different cards. Another card I like because I'm looking for more payoffs for knowing the top of my deck is Dark Tutelage. So this is two and a black for an enchantment. It's Bob. It's at the beginning of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Then you lose life equal to its converted mana cost. So Aminatu now becomes a value engine that's going to draw you a card, put your cheapest card, maybe a land, on top of your library so that next turn, Dark Tutelage is going to draw you that extra card. And now you're getting card advantage from Aminatu. I really like... I don't like Bob in general in Commander, but... It's very, very powerful if you can manipulate the top of your library in this way. And I think it's even better than, like, say, even with Sensei's Divining Top, something like this can get out of hand because you push your your um, your high casting cost spells to the bottom, but then eventually you have your top three are all high casting cost spells and you're going to have to take a bunch of damage. Whereas Aminatu allows you to put something from your hand well, on top of there. And so you can just hold that card and always put it on top of there if you want to. Well, with top, you always take one damage because you can tap and put you, the top on top. And then you flip the top over and you're like, I only take one. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but it costs you a mana. But sure, sure, sure. You, you can sort of make well, some. It costs you nothing because you just tap the top, draw the card. You have to recast card. it, right? Oh, yeah. You have to yeah, recast yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So, it, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is a good usage of it. Um, but top isn't guaranteed card that you're always going to have, whereas Aminatu is. So totally. I think that's what makes something like Dark Tutelage. And I prefer it over Bob, who's Dark Confidant. The creature, because it's a creature. And because Bob is like, I mean, I, here's the thing. Bob's, Bob's like been all bucks. over the place. I yeah. don't know what Bob is now. It used to be 50. I think it might have. I think it's back I think up. it might have been back up again. I yeah. think it might be like 80 or $90 it's now. It's definitely way above our $25 limit. Yeah. So, and, okay. and it doesn't work in so many other. Yeah, this is great. So right. here's a card that hasn't seen a lot of play. And I've been looking for a home for it. And I think this is probably it. It's Druidic Satchel. Three, it's an artifact. And for three uh, mana of any color, you can, well, okay. Let it's me start a three-mana artifact. There we go. <laughs> Druidic Satchel, three-mana artifact. For two and a tap, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put a 1-1 green sapling creature token onto the battlefield. If it's a land card, put that card onto the battlefield under your control. Onto the battlefield under your control. If it's a non-creature, non-land card, you gain two life. I want to be hitting lands with this. Yeah, and I think Aminatu can sort of guarantee that you're going to hit lands most of the time by you put the land from your hand back on top of your library. This is ramp. Two mana tap ramp? Two yeah. mana every turn? In a non-green deck, you've got land ramp, which is, I think, very powerful because most decks without green have to rely on artifacts and you're just liable to get blown out by Vandal Blast and things like that. One of the most powerful things green can do and why it's one of the best colors, maybe the second best color in the entire format, is because of land-based ramp. This gives you that with Aminatu. That seems great. Yeah. And you can activate it every turn, basically. And getting 
Just a one one to protect your Amanatsu. It might be something you do fine. sometimes. Yeah. 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 And like you can do it blindly too. Even even if you don't know what's on top, you're just like, sure, I'll take a spin with the Druidic Satchel. Yeah, because I have two extra mana, so why not? I think when the Druidic Satchel, when you don't know the top card and you can't set it, it's like not playable, but at least it doesn't do nothing. But mm-hmm. now that like I can set it most of the time, the at the the sort of in the dark activations are gravy. Okay, the next one. <laughs> have you ever played against this card? No, or with tell it. me about it. Tell me about it. Okay, it's Psychic Battle. little insider scoop here. We almost used this art for um, in response when we were doing that. Uh, that was, was, I think we ended up with opposition, but we thought mm. about this art. It's three blue blue for an enchantment. Whenever a player chooses one or more targets, each player reveals the top card of his or her library. Oh the player who reveals the card with the highest converted mana cost may change the target or targets. <laughs> If two or more cards are tied for the highest cost, the target remains unchanged. So if you get Psychic Battle out, Aminatu can just put your highest casting card thing on always, top of your library. There. Generally, anything above six will win this most of the time. Every once in a while, somebody will have an Eldrazi or something, but your average CMC in most decks is like three. But when they draw their Eldrazi, you can still keep your six CMC thing on top. And you can just put it back there when you draw it the next turn. Yeah. So this allows you to stop all the sorts of plowshares, <laughs> utter ends, chaos warps. Anything that chooses a target, you can choose the targets for it by just keeping a high CMC on card, card on top. And the little hidden thing about this card is when you have it out and you activate Aminatu, they won't cast their stuff that targets because they figure... So even when you don't have a high CMC spell, they don't know that. So they just see you draw a card and put something on top and they go, well, I can't cast my outer end because he'll just misdirect it to something else. Josh, what are you doing to this commander? <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to be putting... People are going to play this now. Psychic Battle <laughs> is pretty cool if you can see. The t- There's the other one. Uh, it's the Hourglass. I forget that gives extra turns. I was going to put that one in and you still could. The art on that is super weird. Yeah, I forget yeah. what it's called. Uh, I have it in my Jura deck, but uh, I wanted one or the other and I went with this one because of the other one. This is... Yeah. The other one's a little more mean. It gets crazy. You just take all the extra turns, which is not the most fun thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the last category This is, is mean too. The last category oh is more blinky shenanigans. So remember, Aminatu blinks permanence, not just creatures. So you can do some of the Brago-y things that Brago likes to do, and you may as well get some value. Go ahead. Not every Brago deck does this. No, that's only, true. Only, only the ones that win a lot. The <laughs> Reality Acid. Two and a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant permanent. Any permanent. It has vanishing three. Okay. Which means that it comes into play with three time counters on at the beginning of your upkeep. Remove a time counter. And then when the last is removed, sacrifice it. Okay. When reality acid leaves the battlefield, uh, enchanted permanence controller sacrifices it. So usually in fair magic you play this and then three turns later the thing dies you play it on yeah, somebody else's this, thing because this the vanishing goes away reality acid leaves and then they're like they're like oh reality acid left sacrifice that thing right uh josh on the other hand is going to blink it yes and then it says hey reality acid left sacrifice that thing it's any permanent and then reality acid will come back onto the battlefield under josh's control and then Josh gets to attach it to something else. Yep. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. So that is a card that just allows you to deal with any permanent. Now turns Aminatu into a removal spell. 
and auras that come back onto the battlefield under your control, they have different um, targeting restrictions. Right, you can actually target hexproof creatures that yeah. way. Which so, is a nice little corner case. Yeah, if you don't know that rule, if an aura is blinked, then it doesn't target when it... It's so weird. It's so weird, but it enters the battlefield <laughs> and then it gets around hexproof. You can just kind of like attach so it. So it works against Narset and stuff, which is really weird. But Reality Acid, I mean, he's going to play it, he's going to blink it, and then it's going to come back, he's going to attach it to something else. And honestly, it's kind of a fine removal spell, even if you have the Vanishing. But when you add all the blink shenanigans, it's backbreaking. The Vanishing is actually pretty good because worst case scenario, you get rid of something. And if you're like the next turn, well, I want to miracle something, mm. you just leave it on the thing and let it you're go right, down. And then right. eventually it will kill it if you don't ever want to blink it again. Or you can just like, okay, it's got one left. I'll blink it. You can, it has vanishing three. So by the time you might be able to play two more lands and get your commander out again and then blink it again. Yep. Gives you time to do that. Okay, the next one is Act of Authority. This is one white-white for an enchantment. When Act of Authority enters the battlefield, you may exile target artifact or enchantment. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, you may exile uh, target artifact or enchantment. If you do, the its controller, the second one that you exile, gets control of Act of Authority. Ostensibly because at their upkeep, then they would be able to start getting rid of artifacts or enchantments. So you get one for free. Not for free. You pay... You cut, you cast the spell, but you get one, and then on your upkeep, you get another artifact or enchantment, right? But then you say, okay, well, I destroyed DJ's thing with the second one. Here, DJ, you get active authority. And I'm like, well, you just destroyed my thing. I'm going to get something of yours. Right, but unfortunately, you have to wait till your upkeep to do that, and I can blink it now. Yeah. And it comes back under my control. I <laughs> enters the battlefield. I exile a target artifact or enchantment, and then on my upkeep, I get to do that again, give it to somebody else, blink it back. It's kind of like Gilded Drake, but it's exiling artifacts and enchantments. It's really strong. Also, this is not until this leaves the battlefield or anything like that. It's not an O-ring. Nope. This is just go-go-gone. Go-go-gone. This is a Zer favorite and a Braga favorite as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Because uh, we love Moldrifter. <laughs> Josh loves Moldrifter, so he's got to include Cloud Blazer as well. Three white-blue for a 2-2 two -two human scout with flying. When Cloud Blazer enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw two cards. So we lose a little bit of flexibility by not being able to evoke this, but we talked about not being able to have evoke shenanigans anyways, so we might as well tack some life gain on this to boot. And also, we're low on card draw, right? So we just can't ignore that completely. And I, and that's something I would say to all brewers. If you go through your statistics and you're like, my rampant card draw is low, fix that problem. Don't ignore that problem. Those are the biggest things that are going to make your deck run, and you can't just be like, yeah, I hope I get lucky. You've added a, a few card draw spells here. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Dark Tutelage. Um, I think Druidic Satchel, if you play off the Druidic top of your Satchel library, like you ramp. play a land, then yeah. that's like getting that off, yeah. Okay, the next one's a really interesting one and, and good in many ways. So it's Cryptic Annelid. It's three and a blue for a Worm Beast. It's a 1-4. It says when it enters the battlefield, scry one, then scry two, then scry three. <laughs> that is... That's, I like that a lot. Yeah, so you just do those actions separately but it's very good at finding a miracle spell or something else that cares about being on top of your deck. If you're going to manifest or you got Gin of Wishes or you got in Just if you're looking for anything, if you you're go like, six deep. holy crap, if I don't have a board wipe, I'm going to lose this game. Also, you can blink it so because it's an ETB. So wow. this card could give you 12 deep to look for the right card if you know, you're in a situation. And 12 cards is a 
is like a big part of your deck. I was going to say a fifth. And what's even better is you can start you can start setting things up too because at the end with the bigger scries, it lets you go down deeper but still set up your next turns. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. So that's a really cool card. Again, with the blinky shenanigans, is good. And the last cards I would add, and you can add one or both because I'm thinking, boy, miracle cards are cool. You know what sucks? After I cast it, it's in my graveyard. So I, I want to be able to Miracle more often. But there's not that many Miracle cards that have ever existed. So the only real option I have is to somehow, if only there were a way to get sorceries from my graveyard and put them into my hand if so that I can re-put them on top of my library so I can Miracle them again. If only. Archaeomancer. If only those ways could be blinked. Two blue blue for a one-two human wizard. This is a permanent that you mm-hmm. can target. Yeah. Uh, when Archaeomancer enters the battlefield, return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So you play Archaeomancer, you target your Entreat the Angels, then you plus one Aminatu, put it on top of your library, then you Miracle it, and the next turn you blink your Archaeomancer, get your Entreat the Angels back into your hand. That um, cycle, that sequence of plays seems very good to me and very doable. How many right? angels do you need, Josh? A lot. Well, do you know what, you know what Josh first... really wants to do? He wants to miracle the black one that brings creatures back. Yes. With Archaeomancer. <laughs> with Archaeomancer. Yeah. That's un... actually, that is way better. I should have Entreat said that. the dead. He wants to miracle and treat the dead. So there you go. You entreat the dead. You get Archaeomancer among like three or four other creatures back out. And when Archaeomancer comes, you get to treat the dead back to your hand. Totally. So you... Because at that point in time, in, uh, entreat the dead is in your graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're like, okay, well, he's got like five creatures. I have to board wipe. They board wipe. You miracle and treat the dead because you plus one Aminatu and you do it again and get and treat the dead back into your hand with Archaeomancer because it just came back. And they're like, how many board wipes do I have? Not enough. Yeah, that's actually really good. Archaeomancer is not alone. You can also use Mnemonic Wall. uh, Four and a blue for a zero four wall with Defender. When Mnemonic Wall enters the battlefield, you may return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So we got multiple effects. Uh, not just one in this deck. Right. And if you have both in your graveyard and entreat the... Now you can get entreat the dead and entreat the angels back when you entreat the dead and just get into a crazy loop. It also works with Devastation Tide, which is in the deck and, and bounces all non-land permanents. Because you can bounce these back and rebuy Replay it. it and rebuy the bouncy bounce These seem thing. great. Yeah. So those are the... I'll, I'll run down the list. It is Sensei's Divining Top, Temporal Mastery, Dark Tutelage, Druidic Satchel, Psychic Battle. That's a good one. <laughs> Reality Acid, Act of Authority, Cloud Blazer, Cryptic Annelid, and then Archaeomancer and or Mnemonic Wall. Those... I choose and. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both good, but either one will work. Those are the cards we would add. And as usual, we have 10 cards that we would take out, but we're not going to go through them all here. They are listed in the show notes in the more info box below this video. So if you're interested in exactly what you were doing so well, too. <laughs> if you're interested in exactly what we would take out to make room for these 10 cards, they're available there for you. Okay. To the listeners, what do you think about the Aminatu deck? It's a really interesting text box. So do you think we built it right? Would you go in a completely different direction? Maybe there's some other ways to take advantage of the top card of your library. I know what, you know what? The uh, question DJ is going to ask is actually better than my question. Go. Uh, I want to know how you're going to build this ninja deck. I really, uh, this ninjutsu deck sounds really great. Tell me all the great ninja cards and how we're going to put this together because there really is a limited amount of ninjas. Yep. And 
there there's a tension there because they're not high casting cost and you want to hit with ninjas and also flip crazy big things. So I am super interested in this. The zombies, I mean, I'm excited about that too, but I don't need you to tell me about zombies. Like they, that's fine. I think we can figure that we one can out. We can figure that one we out. We might have somebody who's going to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, or, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, but ninjas, man. Yeah. Ninjas. Ninja. All right. If you want to buy some cool ninja cards to put into your ninja deck or any of the cards we mentioned today or this deck, you can pre-order it right now at cardkingdom.com slash command zone. If you use that affiliate link, when you order any of your magic product, singles, anything at all, you're supporting this show. You're supporting game nights. You're supporting all of our content Especially when we're doing extra content like this, we do have to find people to edit those things and we have to spend extra time coming up with all the suggestions that we're giving to you. So we do appreciate all of you throwing in your support. And another way to support the show is to keep your eye out for awesome Ultra Pro products. So play mats, deck boxes, sleeves. We've talked recently about how the printed sleeves from Ultra Pro, like this Aminatu scary, (laughs) she's so scary. If you want to scare your opponents, buy the Aminatu sleeves. Um, These printed sleeves have the Eclipse technology as far as durability. They are not going to break apart real easily like some printed sleeves do. So Ultra Pro always uh, increasing their quality. They've just been on a quest lately to continue to make their stuff better and better. And that's something I really love in products that are protecting my cards, sometimes my expensive cards. I'm just haunted by this playmat by looking at (laughs) Aminatu. Is it partially because she's upside down or is it because she has that weird star thing on her forehead? Even when she's upside down, she's still staring like into my soul. She's like one of those paintings that like stares at you no matter what angle you look at it. She wearing a, is this a fishing net as a veil? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Jeez. (laughs) Jeez. Jeez. She's going fishing on top of everything. Standing in a swamp. That must be a cold swamp too. She's not showing it. She's just looking at you creepily. She's impervious to cold. Okay, now it's time for the end step where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. What do you got, DJ? <laughs> I got another book for you, Josh. Oh, sweet. Yeah. This uh, is great. These are actually end steps like for me. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, they, like yeah. these, these should be for you, all of, all of you. Uh, we've talked a lot about like science fiction and fantasy mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, and history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of like the subjects that we've hit, a, hit upon. And we probably get a lot of that because... Well, Josh and I really like that. Like, I'm a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, magic is a fantasy yeah, setting. Seriously. So, you know. Uh, I got an autobiography that's one oh, of the okay. best that I've ever read. Sweet. Okay. I like autobiographies too. It's by Trevor Noah. It's called Born a Crime. Wait, why do I know the name Trevor Noah? Because he took over The Daily Show from Jon Stewart. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so he runs The, the Daily Show, uh, and he's from South Africa. And the reason why his uh, book is titled Born a Crime is because he was mixed race in South oh. Africa when everything was insane. And we think we might have, you know, racial tension in America or we see racial tension around the world. South Africa at when that the time, time, at that time apartheid. was insane. And it was crazy. And sometimes it's really sheds light on something when we can look at somewhere else and be like, Oh my gosh. And like it, it, it gives perspective. Wasn't, and, uh, you see this comedian and you think like, oh, he's wearing a suit. He's, he's on John Stewart. Like, yeah, everything's, everything's great. And then you learn about his life growing up, uh, bootlegging CDs in a garage and living in the slums wow. and, and, and having to walk uh, 10 feet in front of his mom when he's a kid, because he could be arrested if a mixed race child was, was found with his mother. That his is story's amazing. I'm mixed race too. So there you go. Hits home. Yeah. I'm, I'm a half breed. 
just like Trevor Noah. It's a, it wasn't it's an Nelson Mandela's wouldn't have been his hundred birthday like very recently, like in the last relevant, couple of days. Relevant and a so, relevant so one boom. too. Oh my gosh! What's it called again? Uh, Born a crime. Born a crime. All right, I will. Look at you. I got the criminal podcast. I got Born a Crime. Hardcore history. I already listened to. So. You also got the the oh the the um. Oh, can I mention the Philip the, the, the um, Brian K. Vaughn? Yes, Brian uh, K. Vaughn. Yeah, the, the one novel. the one that I forgot about because I was stupid oh, he and didn't was write shooting, it. He was like kicking himself. I was He's so like, upset. Uh, it's called Pride of Baghdad. It's a one-off of his graphic novels, and it is spectacular. So, I mean, I'm sure that someone in the comments for that previous video is like, "Why did you forget his best thing?" I, I, I'm sorry. This is an addendum to the yeah to the end step the, the, the two episodes one. or three episodes. I got ago. more. I got it's more stuff, ever. Josh. I got more stuff. All right, we'll save them up because we have a lot of extra coverage for Commander 2018 coming to you very soon. If you haven't noticed, we've been releasing a lot more episodes because this is our favorite time of year and the time of year when everybody out there, ourselves included, is the most excited about the format. And we really want to get you guys the information as quickly as possible. A couple of other guys who like to get you information, but it's about the master or the masters format, the modern format are Alice Kessler and Ben Bateman. They run our sister podcast, The Masters of Modern. You can find them on uh, Twitter at the MMCast, right next to us at Collective.Company. And they just started doing video versions of their podcast, which you can find on YouTube. You just type in Masters of Modern in the search bar there. They will pop up. And while you're there, also you should be typing in Jumbo Commander into that same search bar because you will find DJ's channel. It's really growing super fast. And DJ does a ton of deck techs and other videos What's the most recent video at this time that you've got like coming out soon? We're all about Commander. We are going to have so many deck techs about the, the Commander format of these new decks. Uh, I mean, maybe it's not at this point in time, but we're going to do ninjas. You're definitely like, going to build. You're definitely I've got to build ninjas. Do I, I've got to build. Do I have to build Odd Tribal? I think I might. Odd Casting Cost <laughs> odd, Tribal? Odd CMC Tribal? Void Winner Tribal. Honestly, I, I've been geeking out with you guys right now about all of these cards, and it's only a matter of time. You just got to head over to my channel, and you're going to see so many awesome decks dealing with all of these cards. Yeah, so definitely check out DJ's channel if you like the stuff he's doing here, which, of course, you do. We hear every day from people saying, DJ, you're such a great co-host. Oh, my gosh. Thank, yeah, so, thank you. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, by the way, we're doing a lot of extra content, so we don't know who's editing this. We want to thank all of the editors that we have. Uh, we have Craig Blanchett, Terry Robertson, and Murph. Murph. Thanks, Murph. Josh Murphy. Uh, and special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Card Animations at Living Cards MTG. All right, everybody. We'll be back very soon. We've, we're finished covering the specific decks. We're going to look at the entirety of the set. We're going to do some deck techs on specific new commanders that aren't the planeswalkers we got a lot more still to talk about a lot of extra content coming so hit that subscribe button hit that little bell so you know when this stuff comes out and we'll see you next time bye everyone peace For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. 